Psalm 127.3 says, Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Thank you for allowing us to come into your homes today for the Hour of Excellence, Studio Presley. We are blessed today to have one of God's chosen youth spiritual messengers whose name is Alonzo Brinson. Alonzo Brinson is better known as Minister A.J. Brinson. Minister A.J. Brinson is the son of Mrs. Janine Brinson and Mrs. Terry Watson. He is a 2023 graduate of Columbia High School, Lake City, Florida. He's also a member of New Day Spring Missionary Baptist Church. Reverend Al Nelson is a pastor. Dr. A.J. is destined for greatness. Let us welcome Dr. A.J. as an introduction, a musical introduction, from our artist, C.C. Weiner, who is Dr. A.J.'s favorite artist. She will be presented as an introduction, Never Lost.
Dear Lord, we come before you as humble as we know how, asking for your grace and your mercy. Lord, thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. Thank you for the food that you put on our tables, the clothes that you put on our backs, the shoes that you put on our feet. Lord, thank you for coming down and touching me with the finger of love this morning. I know it wasn't the alarm clock or the, uh, the touch of a loved one that woke me up, but it was you, oh Lord, who came down and touched me. And for that, I just want to tell you thank you. Lord, thank you for the listeners right now, Lord. Look, do you know what they need? You, they need a healing from you, Lord. So I'm asking you to increase so that I can decrease so they can hear from you. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Last week, we talked about the, um, the questions to ask when in Temptations Corner. If you missed that episode, I highly encourage that you scroll down and you listen to that episode. And uh, then you come back and listen to this episode. Um, I cannot tell you, I got a little happy on that episode because I, God was just moving so well in my life at that time when I was reading over my notes and I couldn't resist from shouting and getting happy. And I'm going to do better in this one to uh, discuss. This This one This one would be more of us discuss, discussing how to overcome temptation. Last week was the questions. This week is overcoming temptation, but... Overcoming the temptation's itch. What do you mean by that? I'll tell you. Many times we mistaken about where temptation comes from and the best way to deal with it. So many times when we think we can overcome temptation, we think we can overcome it in our own strength. Have you ever thought, of, thought about temptation as being as an itch? When you have poison ivy, or an insect bite, an ant bite, a mosquito bite. We know in our head, heads not to scratch because scratching will just make it worse. The itch almost begs us to scratch, though. This past week, a storm came through Lake City, and I was out in the yard, y'all. And as I was out in the yard, I was picking up sticks, throwing them in the woods. And I, one, one particular time, I picked up a stick threw it in the woods and turned my hand back and it was a mosquito sitting right in the middle of my hand. I quickly began to slap the mosquito and kill it, but I was way too late because by the time I killed it, it had already sucked blood and made its mark on my body. What do you mean by that? Uh, the itch almost became unbearable. However, if I give in to the itch, the temptation to scratch it, the mosquito bite would spread and it would become much worse. As I did my best to refrain from scratching it, it made me think of how temptation can seem overwhelming at times in our lives, like an itch. It would be so easy to give in and scratch, but that wouldn't make it better, just like the mosquito bite. It would spread it would become much worse. Sin will do the same, same thing if we give in to it and scratch it. Temptation will come 
but it would, but temptation does not come from God. I covered this a little bit last time, but I want to reiterate it every time I'm on here that temptation does not come from God. Temptation comes with living in this falling and dying world. Paul states it plainly in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. Temptation in and of itself is not sin. But giving into the itch of temptation leads us to sin. Ah, that was a good one. That was a good one, y'all. Temptation in and of itself is not sin, but giving into the itch of temptation leads to sin, though. There are, there are these things that we allow ourselves to brush up against or even jump right into because our flesh wants to experience it. But however, God does not tempt us to do it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When you drive by late at night on the block and there's a whole party going on, a block party. God didn't put the block party there. God also didn't put it in you to pull over and get out and participate in the block party. There are things that we just want to do or jump right into that our flesh wants to experience it. But however, God did not send it to us so we can do it. What I love is, you know, uh, when Christians, and I don't want to step on nobody's toes, but I'm going to say it. I love when Christians say, well, Jesus knows my heart. When they do something that's out of God's sight. And then I want, I, it takes everything in me not to say back to them, well, does he really? <laughs> James James 1 and 13 says, when tempted, no one should say God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. There is a huge difference, brothers and sisters, between being tempted and being tested. <laughs> Temptation is a pull towards evil, a pull towards sin. God would never tempt us to sin. Because if he, if, he, if he would do that, brothers and sisters, he would have never sent his son, Jesus, down to save us from sin. So what do we do? First of all, we can don't, we cannot rub up or touch up against the, the stuff that will make us itch. What do you mean that, by that? Don't touch up on the poison. Or brush up on the, 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 the bites of an ant or a, a mosquito to make you sin. Don't give in to the itch. We can resist temptation with God's help. You know, I was telling you the story of how I got bit with the, uh, with the mosquito when I was outside. But when I came back inside, we have a medicine cabinet. I opened it up and I pulled out Neosporin. And I coated the bug bite with Neosporin and the medicine made it dry up and helped it not itch. And it began to heal. And what I, what I got out of that is God's word is just like Neosporin. It is sent to heal. When we turn to God, he is always there to help us to resist temptation. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but 
with the temptation will provide will provide the way of an escape also so that you will be able to endure it. Jesus time and time again reminded his disciples to pray when facing temptation. Matthew 6 and 13 says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Matthew 26 and 41 says, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus himself, y'all, was tempted by Satan. The gospel records how Jesus was led into the, led by the spirit into the wilderness for 40 days to be tempted. Mark 1 Mark chapter 1, verses 12 and 13 says, Immediately by the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and the angels began to serve him. Jesus overcame temptation, though. He did not sin, and by his power in his life, overcoming temptation is possible for us as believers in him. Hebrews 4 and 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. 1 John 5 and 4 says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, what I get out of that is, you can be you can be you can be so tried by the world but you have to already know that the victory has already overcome the world who is the victory well jesus is the victory y'all it has already been won though battles your tempted your tempted faith has already been won it's already been won when jesus came and died for our sins James 4 and 7 says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. We have to learn how to resist the devil. What do you mean by that, AJ? Well, I mean that sometimes the devil, like I said in the last one, will show up at every corner. Maybe you should drink this. Maybe you should drink that. Maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. It's like it's like Jesus talking to you in one ear, dressed in all white, and the devil on the other ear, dressed in all black, telling you what you can and can't do and how this is going to be okay. See, the devil is sent to snatch souls. What do you mean by that? The devil is sent to make you believe that there is no God to help you. But can I remind you that Jesus was sent to die for all of your sins. And therefore, there is a God. Ephesians 6 and 11 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. My question to you is, do you have on the whole armor of God? Do you do you wear the whole armor of God when you step out? Or do you just wear it on Sundays? What do you mean by that, AJ? Do you wear it at your job on Monday? Do you wear it on your gatherings on Wednesdays? Do you wear it at the club on, Sun uh, on Saturdays? 
Do you wear it to sporting events on Fridays? Do you wear the whole armor of God or are you just one that takes it off and hangs it back up every now and then? Sometimes you have to you have to remember that the, what the word of God says, put on the whole armor of God because the devil never sleeps. I remember Miss Highland every day that I would leave school, she would uh, she would give me this this quote. She would say, if the devil ain't 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 busy trying to destroy you, check your walk. And forever I was wondering, well, how do I know if the devil's busy? How do I know if the if the devil is working? How do I know what the devil is trying to do? Well, it was times where as I was going out of the school and my mom would kill me, but it's all right because I learned my lesson. I didn't have my seatbelt on. But every time she would say that, it would remind me to look over and put my seatbelt on. The devil is moving. He's trying to take souls. Every time that I wanted to go to McDonald's, knowing that it was bad for my body, that's the devil moving. My question to you is, have you pointed out when the devil is moving? It is so easy for us to get caught up in our own lives and our own, own, own situations that we forget about God. And the devil wants us to do that. He wants us to forget about God. That's Satan tempting you to forget about God. But you have to remind yourself that I have to put on the whole armor of God. See, I want to go back to a verse that I've already quoted, 1 John 5 and 4. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this, the victory that has overcome the world, is our faith. My question is, how is your faith? Are you a sometime believer? Are you a part-time believer? Are you the all-the-time believer? See, Satan wants to test your faith every day. That's why he sends temptation. He wants to test your faith when you're on the job. <laughs> and you got that one co-worker. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That one co-worker that gets on your nerves every day. And it takes everything in you not to say something to that one co-worker. Girl, let me, let me put it like this. When you go home... And you got that one family member that constantly keeps bugging you and bugging you and bugging you. And it takes everything for you not to go off. See, that's Satan tempting you. But you have to remember your faith. You have to remember what God has called you to do. You have to remember that God wants you to influence somebody to know about him. So when, when times come where it's when you're faced with temptation where you want to cuss that person out or you want to hit that person or you want to say unkind things, ungodly things, you have to remember that the victory has already overcome the world, your faith. How strong is your faith? You have to remember that the, tem the temptation cannot allow you to do that sorts of things. I'm closing, but I'm reminded of a personal story. I'm reminded when I was a kid, and I know if he ever hears this, he'll, he'll uh, testify. I told it at graduation partially, but I was a kid in second grade. 
in Miss Jansen's class, and and every day, I was a at this time in life, I was a I was a problem kid. I always was into something, always running around. The worst part about it was my mom worked at the same school that I attended to, and so every time I would get into trouble, the first person that would know about it would be my mom. And she was only two seconds away. Well, this particular time, towards the end of the year, um, there was honey buns in the, in the back of the closet of the teacher's room. And every day I would walk by the honey buns. Every day I knew the honey buns were there and I loved me some honey buns, y'all. Every day I knew the honey buns was there. And every day I wanted a honey bun. And this particular day, I remember as a kid, I waited for everybody to leave the classroom. Now I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't as good of a student to have a, uh, a regular book bag because I, like I said, was always in trouble. It was my own fault. So I had a string book bag. So every day, when the, one day when the teacher left the class, the students left the class, I had stayed behind. And I took the boxes of honey buns and I put it in my bag. Mind you, I said I had a string bag. And uh, when I came back that afternoon from special area, I looked at the bag and noticed that the bag was empty. And I instantly knew that I was caught. And like I said, the first person to know that I had done wrong would be my mom, because she was two seconds away, right around the corner. My mom opened the door, I saw her, she grabbed me, and she took me to the principal. I won't tell you his name, but Mr. Hosford, <laughs> he uh, it was maybe his second or third week on the job, asked my mother what should he do. And my mother told him, if you don't get him, I will. So Mr. Hosford, he gave me what they called back then three swats. I think this was the worst whooping I think I've ever had. But it taught me how to, first of all, never steal again. And secondly, the punishment that would happen if I would to do such a thing again. What I'm trying to get out of this, y'all, is sometimes God will put you in a situation, let you mess up and fail, let Satan almost win, almost, y'all. Notice I said almost win, to turn around and remind you and almost punish you to say that you, you cannot mess up like that because Temptation will oversee and win in your life. Sometimes God will allow you to mess up so bad. And for me in my life, I'm only 18. This was the worst thing probably up to date that I probably did in my life was steal those boxes of honey bonds. But I had messed up so bad. But the punishment, y'all, I've never stolen a thing in my life ever again. So what I'm trying to say is Sometimes God would allow you to mess up so you can see the punishment. And the punishment will remind you that you cannot mess up again. God will allow us 
to mess up so bad. But you need God to remind you that the punishment is much worse. Our punishment right now, y'all, is heaven or hell. Whether you know it or not, you're living a life which will be determined at the end whether you go to heaven and spend a life with God or spend a life with Satan. So right now, as you're tempted in the world, as you're tempted on your jobs, tempted at work, tempted at school, you have to remember what the punishment could be. Heaven or hell. But I'm so glad that Jesus sent his only begotten son to die for the sins of the world, to remind us that even though we mess up, there was a man who already came down through 40 and two generations and died for the sins of the world. His name is Jesus. And I want you to get to know him today because every time you feel tempted, there was a man named Jesus who spent 40 days in the wilderness. He went through all the struggles that we went through. He went through all the pain that we went through and he died for the sins of the world. And you must remember Brothers and sisters, he's coming back and every eye shall see him and every knee has got to bow and every tongue has got to confess. And I'm sure, I'm sure you don't want no rock crying out in your place because the rock will cry out, ain't no hiding place. So what you gonna do when the good Lord returns? For me, I'm gonna do as the songwriter stand, I'm gonna stand still and do nothing but my master's will. This has been part two of Fighting Temptations with Jesus Christ with A.J. Brunson. Can't wait to see you next week. And my-